five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh, and this is WDMA, and we're bringing you the news in the marketing world today. Here we go, Domino's, uh, and I'm a customer. I, you know, Domino's is not bad pizza. They did this really big remake. Well, of course, what do I know? I'm German, but uh, my wife doesn't make. She makes a lot of Italian. When we went to Italy, the pizza had no ingredients. They might have been wonderful and fresh and pure and flavorful, but there was like one piece of sausage or maybe three. And uh, so I like American Italian much, much better. Let's watch this kind of silly commercial. When you order carryout online from Domino's, you're no longer just a customer. You're and a delivery All driver. of a sudden, she gets a delivery outfit. And her car turns Delivering into a, a delivery truck. Most yourself. of them don't have that. Every great delivery driver? Most of them only have like a regular car with a little gizmo on the top, right? Okay, but anyway, so then she gives herself a tip. Got, Domino's will give you a $3 tip, but I just thought it was funny that they would transform her, her car into a Domino's delivery truck. I've never even seen a Domino's delivery truck. <laughs> so don't touch my car. I know how to get home all by myself, but I did get the $3 tip for my next Domino's pizza. So I just I just put these on the front so that you get a nice, let's see if we can go a little farther there. That's good. Farther into the video or further along in the story depending on the way you like to look at it. So we'll, whatever this is, then it pops up. YouTube grabs it, and I have a better picture than just an article sitting there looking silly. Okay, so let's get over to this one. I'll close that. Okay. Oh, I had a really nice, a nice conversation. And uh, her name always escapes me because... Um, because I don't know anyone else by that name is really what happens. Um, and so, anyway, we, she, we, I reached out to her, to the author about the lob story yesterday about direct mail. And I, you know, I said I wasn't as nice as I might have been, but it seemed like you didn't really know much about direct mail. And she said, well, lob is, is actually a, uh, a software company and they built APIs so that you can link your CRM like uh, if you use Salesforce, for example, you can take um, you can take in, input like if someone visits your website, you do an ad, someone visits your website, uh, sales guides or sales uh, force will will alert you to that. And then you can you can automatically send them a physical piece of mail through lob. And uh, then Jeff Taron uh, from the Gunderson Group came uh, on our meetup yesterday and he said that they they actually refer people to lob um, but I said you know it looks like their average customer does under 70,000 pieces a year and he said yeah they they work best with complex small mailers so I think we kind of nailed it on there uh, this is that infographic that I didn't show yesterday because it doesn't anything graphic <laughs> there's no graphics in it so uh, you know, but it, it, it paints a false dichotomy like this. Partner with tech-driven, a tech-driven service that can make your direct mail efficient and, you know, give you, or you just use guesswork. Well, it, those are, it isn't an either or. You can get help and you can do bulk mail and you can do, you know, very, very simple mail like my lawn care guy, uh, Luke, his name is, uh, who did the lawn care mailing. And so, um they they have a place, and apparently they're doing a, a good job out in the Bay Area, especially. Okay, Nike, much longer article than I than I touched on the other day. 
Uh, and the reason was that I that I went back to this was that the headline um, in in whoever was referring to it in uh, said that Nike is reaffirming its commitment to wholesale, which is interesting because the other article basically said, you know, two years ago they cut off or, or three or 2019, I think, cut off Amazon, quit selling on Amazon. And they said, we're not going to use wholesalers very much and we're going to go direct to consumer so now they are continuing to pursue this direct to consumer and this is a seven to nine minute we're not going to take all of that time but this is a long article um about all the stuff they're going to do and one of the things they said was we're going to strengthen our remaining wholesale relationships you know most companies have a, an 80/20 where 20% of the of their customers represent 80% of the of the business or the profits um and there's a lot of com- a lot of customers that are that have accumulated over the year that you know they buy a little bit but they get the they get the uh the Rolls-Royce treatment like uh like Fire Mountain Gems used I don't know if they still do but they used to fly in their wholesalers from around the country and have a big party uh and maybe you know promote <laughs> some of their new products and that sort of thing, but like an education party for the wholesalers. But you know that, that only the top 10 or 20% probably justified that kind of, uh, that kind of fly in treatment, but you know, the rest of them kind of rid along, rode along. So Nike pared back the wholesale relationships and one of the consequences, and for example, they, they discontinued uh, discount shoe warehouse, Zappos, Dillard's and big five sporting goods. But, and this is the important part, and that's why we'll get down here. With Dick's, with Dick's Sporting Goods, the Dick's Sporting Goods app now allows Dick's and Nike customers to connect their Dick's scorecard and Nike membership accounts to gain access to exclusive products, experiences, and offers. And I don't know what all that entails because I don't have either of those apps, and much less do I want to connect them. And when Dick's got rid of all their hunting gear, I decided I didn't like Dick's that much. We have stores around here that do have both hunting, fishing, and you can get a new pair of, uh, <laughs> of anything you want at the Fleet Farm. The Fleet Farm is the world's greatest store. You can probably buy a new tractor or, uh, or uh, you know, a harness or a, a halter for your horse and <laughs> maybe a new saddle and some beehives if you want anyway connected so that's where i go for my sporting goods i bought my 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 crossbow target there at the fleet farm anyway so there's a digital integration with dicks and uh footlocker was a casualty of this sort of preview that nike gave that where they were going to pare back even more of their wholesale relationships meaning that they give a wholesale price to a retailer who then sells it to the consumer footlocker is not a wholesaler they're a retailer right okay but nike's giving them a special price <laughs> shipping it to the footlocker warehouse and where and then footlocker distributes it out to the rest of their stores okay so nike can combine big big you know do a big 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 order and it gets distributed by holes by the footlocker but anyway uh footlocker sales share price hit the lowest point in four decades in late february because and they d- reported a disappointing outlook because they thought they were going to get the axe on the pullback by nike but 
John Donahue, the CEO, said Foot Locker has always been and always will be a large and important part of Nike uh, and that will continue to be the case. Okay, so that was important. And if you uh, don't don't misconstrue this as as stock advice, Nike's also going has a Nike Land virtual world on Roblox, which I have never been to, but um, it was visited by 6.7 million players, which sounds like a lot, but it's only about 33,000 a day, which is not a big deal for I mean, if you if you considered that like as a website or you know, as a media outlet, 37,000 views on a YouTube video, not much, more than I get. <laughs> but perhaps that will change. In the end, Nike is doing what we always do, staying on the offense. I thought John should have said, we just do it. <laughs> that would have been a great line in there, but they didn't. Okay, now Trump, ah, this was a funny story. I thought it was. Trump sues Newstar and Hillary Clinton. Well, in the case, I noticed that also Jeffrey, uh, Rodney Jeff, Joffe was being, Rodney Joffe was being sued. Now, Rodney gave a talk in the, I would guess, 1996 or 97 catalog uh, conference and uh, in Chicago. And Rodney talked about how you would someday be able to do cataloging on the internet. And he had a company, I think it was called American Catalog or something like that. Now, that doesn't mean you can do a catalog like this on the internet. You know, it's, you don't get this look and feel of this heft, man. This, you know, you could use this as a step ladder if you had a few more, if you would have taken all the Uline, if you would have thought to take all the Uline catalogs you've gotten in the last few years, you could have a nice end table or a step stool. Anyway, and one of the topics that came up in the in the meetup yesterday was that Uline should, you know, <laughs> should have a have a best of catalog, you know, just to drive some traffic and save paper for the rest of us who want to do mailings. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. But anyway, Rodney pioneered the internet commerce. He really did. Back in those days in '96, you would get if you tried to sell stuff on the internet, you would get what was called flamed, you would get all these emails and you would get all these people saying, don't you do that. And if you put up a post, they'd say, don't you sell on the internet. Now it still happens a little bit on Facebook right now. It's happening to me. But anyway, but also a company called Newstar. And and what's interesting is we crossed paths with Newstar in about 19, 19, uh, I'm sorry, in about 2019. And, uh, or 2018, because they had told one of the oldest catalogs in America that they just didn't want to do the catalog thing anymore. So it had come full circle that they were they had bigger things that they were doing. <laughs> well, it seems like what they were doing was spying, <laughs> and uh, it's an interesting lawsuit because basically it it alleges that Newstar was handling the DNS systems for um, the executive office and. So when when you're the DNS, when you're the uh, internet provider, all internet traffic goes through your server. And so you can see what what people are looking at. You don't know necessarily who's looking at what, but you can see that and you can see the emails go by and stuff like that. So there's it was a, a lot of you can you could make hay with that and they apparently allegedly exploited this arrangement. You know, so uh, when you have a, a VPN or you have a, you know, it still goes, it still goes from your computer out to, <laughs> to a router at, and, and through a DNS. 
And so a lot of that stuff is still available if someone wanted to look at it. So they allegedly queried the holdings of non-public Internet data against lengthy list of more than 9,000 IP. So then they went and looked up these IP addresses and 3,000 Internet domains and 60 email addresses and found out who they were talking to. So Trump is seeking 72 million. Okay, here's an this one was interesting to me. Why direct mail should be an essential part of your marketing mix. And this is theidm.com. And uh, I looked that up. I clicked on that. And it's the mm -mm, of data and marketing, the Institute of Data and Marketing. Now, there used to be, Derek Holder had an institute, the Institute for Direct Marketing in the, in the UK. And I don't know if this is connected to that. There's so many of these associations that you don't know which end is up. Uh, and they've mostly taken mail. You know, I remember when the Direct Marketing Association was called the Direct Mail Marketing Association, and they took mail out of the word. That was right around when I joined in the early 80s. And then, um, and then they took, they took <laughs> direct out of it, and they talked about data and marketing. And so I don't know who's who here. I wondered if this, since this is kind of written by the DMA and there is a copyright on it that says the Direct Marketing Association. Oh, it's not, it doesn't show up on this because I, I only did the clean version. Um, so the DMA seems to be sort of still around. Um, but basically, it's a lot of platitudes that say, you know, you have all these reasons to trust mail because it's engaging and effective, but, you know, mostly just tells average stuff. It's single-mindedly commercial, and yet it can tell complex stories. You know, I don't even know what that means there. I guess, yes, yeah, so it can. So can a TV commercial. You know, try that one. Look up that one yesterday from uh, Jeremy's Razors. <laughs> it's a four-minute, uh, which is almost as long as this article. Okay, 57% of professionals. I always love this stuff. What, dentists? And they say they're using the medium and another 8% are planning to start soon. Four key reasons. One, direct mail brings trusted interaction into the home. So it's physical and 95% open, read it, or file it. Uh, yeah, you got to do something. <laughs> As I said at, in the, at, the, uh, at the Direct Marketing Club of New York, you... Direct, uh, direct mail does not throw itself away. You have to deal with it. You have to look at it. And uh, figures, according to figures, from JIC Mail, which is the gold standard for audience and item data for mail. It's funny because I've never heard of it. I was going to look that up. But, you know, they throw so much of this stuff at you, you don't know which end is up. Uh, but according to the gold standard people, um, for audience and item mail, mail has uh, has great reach and is returned to 4.6 times. So that means it's like if I see this, this is a this is a uh, holiday greeting from from Joanne Gore Communications. Hey Joanne, you missed my birthday though. Anyway, what you've done for me lately. Anyway, I keep this. I look at this. I smile. Peace on earth. What could be better than that? It's even more poignant now than when I got it. And so, uh, you know, that could be a good number. Is that meaningful? I don't know. Uh, it says that it makes a strong impact on long-term memory encoding. 
So Joanne and I will be friends for a long time. Um, here's some some more stats. I always love, you know how much I love stats, right? And uh, measurable, direct mail is measurable. Whoever coined that term, you know, I used to have coffee with Bob Stone, and I said, why'd you say measurable? <laughs> Ubble? Like you could measure, but you decided not to? Uh, you can measure. Direct mail is, you can you can measure direct mail better than anything else. That's really what it should be saying. It's not one of the most measurable. It tell We know not only... We know that most of it gets delivered, 95% or something, gets delivered correctly. We know that it gets to the decision maker because not everybody can throw the mail out. My kids know that rule. And so it gets engagement because in order to decide, you have to look at it. And so direct mail is the most engaging, the most, and we know who engaged with it because you have to engage with it and didn't buy. So we have the the yes and the no set for machine learning, unlike every other media. Okay, so uh, you can and you can track response rate, return on investment, and conversion rate. There was one really good one down here, um, which was there was a thing on IPA. I wondered why India had anything to do with beer. It turns out that IPA was a kind of beer that would make the six month journey to India for the British troops. It was developed in London, <laughs> but that's what Indian India Pale Ale is. It's stuff that can be shipped without refrigeration and actually improves with age. Okay, so um, it said direct mail drives revenue and profits, but it's really important that you have a response device in here, and that's always a good idea, right? You should have a tracking mechanics like something. Get them to raise their hands somehow. And we're working on that one right now with a retailer. It's like, well, we don't want to give them a discount. We don't want to give them a coupon. We don't want to say you have to bring this in to get special treatment. So we're trying to figure out what, you know, we could just sell something. I think that's probably where we're going to go. <laughs> but I always like a buy now, you know. And so we're, try we're trying to track it to a limited time offer, not because... You won't be able to buy the stuff the next day, but because uh, because life happens, and that's the reason. So anyway, have a good day. Like and share. Get over to the WDMA.org. Uh, we'll have all these articles posted shortly, and um, and join. Let's encourage this. <laughs> encourage your favorite host to keep on going. Have a great day. Bye bye. <laughs>